Hello, my friend. Welcome back. I hope you're having an amazing day, a great week, etc. As always, I'm so grateful for you being here. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Cave podcast. Um, Before we jump into today's episode, I'm just here because I wanted to tell you another very exciting announcement. Um, So we are launching the journal challenge today. Um, If you're listening in real time, it's July 25th and the journal challenge has officially begun. The emails are out. Um, But what I want to share with you in addition to that exciting news um, is that we have decided that at the end of the journal challenge, so the last day of the journal challenge, we are going to be hosting an event for a little bit of debriefing, um, just an open conversation about anything anything you want to share or unpack or ask about. So it'll be a little bit of a uh, live Q&A, a little bit of just a open coaching session, anything that you want to address about how the journal challenge went for you if you are joining us for that. So Um, Just to give you a heads up, that's going to be August 15th, and that's going to be at 9 a.m. Pacific time or noon if you're on the East Coast. Um, It'll be an hour and a half. The tickets are going to be $10 for the event. Um, The recording will go out whether you can make it live or not. Um, But again, it's really an invitation now that we know you in advance, if you're joining us for the journal challenge, for the next few weeks as you move through it, If you have any questions or there's anything that comes up, any blocks, obstacles, struggles, uh, things that you want to clarify or unpack, make note of those things and then bring them to the event or submit them to me um, so I can speak to them at that event. Um, I'm excited for this because I think the journal practice itself is really transformative, but Again, if you're anything like me, um, there are some questions that might come up as you're as you're moving through it. So I'm here for you, and I'm excited to be able to just jam in real life and in real time together over Zoom. So follow the show notes below. All the information will be there. And those of you who are signed up for the journal challenge, which by the way, at this point, as I'm recording this, is over 200 people. There's 200 people in this community that are coming together for this practice. So I'm just super excited. So grateful to have you guys. And um, keep an eye out. Uh, Keep checking your emails and let me know if you need anything. I really hope to see you there, and I'm very excited to be here with you. I love you. Enjoy this episode. Hello, Ilana. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. (laughs) How are you doing? How are you feeling being here? I am excited to be here. And, you know, the whole mix of emotions. Yeah. Being public. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for your bravery and showing up. I'm excited to have you here. I know this is going to be a really important conversation. Yes. So first, Ilona, tell us a little bit about who you are as a human. As a human, I am Ilona, and I, I don't know, I just go with it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm learning to feel my feelings, mm. and I'm trying to appreciate those moments. 
I'm always trying to grow and be the best human I could be. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love, I, I already love this conversation. Most people are like, I'm this old. This is where I live. I have this many kids. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> You're like, I'm Ilona. I'm learning to feel my feelings and I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Basically. Literally. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Okay. So um, before, before I ask you anything, is there anything else just kind of on that note you want anyone listening to know about you before we get into your story and anything else? I think that I've been on a lifelong journey. And that the things I've learned in in doing your course and being a part of the group was like things I kind of knew, but didn't connect the dot. So like when I was like sharing all the stuff I've learned, like for that week, one of my friends was like, yeah, you knew that but I didn't know it in this sequence. Yeah. So <laughs> then it's like a lot of things like made sense and just gave me a different way of looking at things. So now like my whole perceived notion of what things were pre out of the cave or like, wait, was that really right? Let's look at this again. So it's been, it's been a very interesting journey. What an intro. What an intro. Thank you, Ilona. Sure. Okay, cool. So I know this about some, I, I know a little bit about this for you, but what I'm curious as usual is to start from the beginning. So when you were a kid, and I always tend to say on this pod, like zero to five, zero to 10 years old-ish, mm-hmm. if you remember anything about it, um, what kinds of things do you recall about your relationship with food, eating, your body, et cetera. So my relationship with food was, it was the ultimate soother. You were feeling bad, you had a sweet. You're feeling angry, you ate chips. Mm. Like, you know, so I remember like at the beginning of our group, I was like, food has been my best friend. Yes. (laughs) I remember you saying, uh, what was it, ice cream? Was Was it ice cream that you were talking about when you said it's like a bowl of hug? Yes. It's a bowl of hug. Yes. How relatable is that to the human soul <laughs> that a bowl of yes. ice cream feels like a bowl of hug? So poetic and so relatable. So yes. what I'm curious about is, uh, okay, so f- you say that with such certainty. That is like, I know that that's what my relationship with food was like. Do you know how that started, where that came from, how that began? Um. Not really. Like it just was, you know, one of those things. I know that, like, I remember as like a young kid, I would go with my mom to Weight Watchers meetings. And in my head, this is like, it all started like, oh, you know, I think I need this, you know, I'm going to these meetings. I have my own little booklet. Like I'm attending these meetings. Yeah. But then as I started to think about it during the course of our group, I was like, oh, my mom probably didn't have a babysitter. <laughs> the people at Weight Watchers were probably being very, you know, oh, let's engage, you know, oh, right. the cute little kid is here. But as I told you, you know, I've been looking back at pictures 
And I wasn't a fat kid, but in my head, I was just like this butterball of roundness. And that was like, I look at these pictures, I'm like, who is this girl? Because mm. that's not the Ilone I see in my head. Right, right. I can so relate to that. Do you know how, um, how old you were when you were going to Weight Watchers? Um, probably like seven or eight, mm-hmm. which is why I think everybody just thought it was cute that I had my own little book and did my uh, little weigh-ins and everything. You know, you're still at that age where it's cute. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Do you remember what it felt like to go to Weight Watchers? Um, I don't think I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I think I just thought like, this is a part of life. This is what you do, you know? Yeah, I do. Okay. So that's, that began around seven, eight years old. I think the first time I went to Weight Watchers, I was nine years old. Um, and I have my little booklet still. I like found it recently. So it's what a trip. Um, all right. So on one hand, well, this is, this is interesting. I'm not, I'm not out of your, out of your young childhood yet. That is on one hand, you have, you know, with certainty that food is comfort. And that when you're feeling some type of way, you don't want to feel food is the go-to thing for you. And then on the flip side, you're also going to Weight Watchers meetings, doing your weigh-ins, have your booklet. Were you aware of the, you know, connection between all of it? Were you aware that when you were emotional, you were eating food? Or was it just kind of like you're still kind of mindless about it because you're a child? I think I was mindless about it up yeah. until very recently. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You okay. Know, cool. Like, yeah. So it was just, you know, what we what did. Right. The norm, which mm-hmm. I think also just speaks to like when it's kind of like that uh, metaphor of like a fish in water, like a fish doesn't know that it's in water. And it's like, it's just the water within which we swim. It's just like what we do. It's normal, especially if like your mom is going to Weight Watchers meetings, you're going to Weight Watchers meetings. And as a kid, it doesn't necessarily mean very much. It doesn't necessarily feel super charged. It's just like, this is what we do in this family. This is how we operate. Like what? Yeah. Very much so. Yes. So, okay. Then let's say, you know, you're seven, eight years old. Let's say from 10 to 15 uh which is you know a super formative time in life what if you remember what do you remember about just kind of like coming into your body any awareness around food and eating anything like that at that time so not so much about food and eating life got a little chaotic um (laughs) it's a lot of trauma and those kind of things so like i think my head what was just like puberty and normal body growth equaled i'm fat Mm. not you know this is just what happens you start growing things you're a teenager your body's changing that's when i started to move to i'm fat Mm. even more you know yeah do you know how old you were for that um probably like 12 ish is when it started and then at 15, we moved and, and everybody around me were super skinny, very, you know, I was taller than everybody. I was bigger than everybody. So in my head, I just was this huge girl who came into mm. this, this school of very thin people. Yeah. But 
again, looking back at pictures, I was a normal teenager and might have had some curves, you know, like, I've always been a curvy person, so. Right. Okay. Do you know, you may not have an answer to this, but I'm literally just curious about all parts of everything. Um, Do you know where you got some of those messages about this is what it is to be in a fat body versus this is what it is to be in a quote unquote normal, like puberty body. Do you know where that came from? Or is it just, it was just hanging out there. I think it's surrounded around my trauma. Mm -hmm. Like I got bigger, so I got left alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Not I'm just growing up and this is what happens type thing. So I think that, and and at the same time that I got the fat message, I got the fat is safe message. Mm. So yeah, then you know it's a whole thing. And I don't think I connected to I'm eating this way to maintain my safety. Right. It was just these events. Like I right. said, nothing connected. Right. 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 <laughs> and then, right. Then all of a sudden it was like oh. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Okay. So what you're saying is at that point, you were noticing on some level subconsciously that food and a bigger body equals safety. But at the time, you were not aware of that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. Okay. So then, you know, let's say from 15 onward, what does your relationship with food and your body look like? moving into your 20s? Um, so th- I think from 15 through <laughs> very recently, yeah, it was like, just, you know, this is my body. I'm not, we're not friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this banana split over here is, oh, yeah. is my best buddy. We're friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. We hang out a lot, right. you know, right. so it was it was like the two were separate, mm-hmm. but obviously very much connected. And, you know, I've shared with the group that like at one point I had lost like 85 pounds, but that felt so unsafe that I kept, I just layered up my clothing. Right. So the outward appearance was nothing has changed here. Right, <laughs> nothing right. to look at, nothing to see. Right. Just. Yeah. But, you know, it was like June and I was wearing three pairs of pants. And when you were doing that, were you aware at that point consciously that it felt better to be bigger and unsafe to be smaller? Or was it just kind of happening? On a small scale? Yeah. I was aware of it like this isn't normal, Mm. but it was, you know, like I had a coworker who... I knew I was losing weight based on his attentions. Uh. <laughs> so like I would be at work and he'd be extra friendly and mm. I would go home and hang out with my good buddy, the banana split, yeah. you know? So it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go home and have a banana split because I feel unsafe. It right, was like, right. I just need this. I've right. had a hard day. Right, 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 right. So, uh Thank you for sharing that. It reminds me so much of, I mean, you know this at this point really well, having been through the group and everything, but 
anyone who is listening to this pod who listened to, I think it was, it was an early episode where we were talking all about the ACE study, right? It's like the origin of the ACE study, the adverse childhood experience study is basically that exact story of losing a lot of weight, going to work, being hit on, and then gaining it all back. And that was where, you know, Vincent Felitti, who is the doctor who is running that, conducting that research, so was saying, he was like, I didn't know it was physiologically possible to gain, you know, it was, it was like 40 pounds in three weeks, but it's because of exactly what you're talking about and just like really vulnerably sharing. So thank you for, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for listening. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. So, Okay. When, when was that for you? Um, my late twenties mm. to early thirties. So when you say you lost that weight, was that intentional? Was that, how did that happen? So, you know, society tells you, you should look a certain way. And, really? <laughs> and as you know, and that, that age is exactly when society rules your brain. Yep. And so I was like, this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so I, I once again went back to my old friend Weight Watchers ah, yeah. and, you know, was working the program really hard. Had I'm very sticker driven. I've mm -hmm. learned through my good friend Weight Watchers that <laughs> so I was working really hard to get my stickers in my booklet and I would feel so proud. Yeah, but then I would show up and pe you know the first right. thing people say is, "Have you lost weight? You look so good." Right. And in my head, it wasn't like, "Yeah, look at me." It was like, "Ah, right. everybody's looking. Run away!" Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Again, so important to be sharing this. It's so true. Okay, so here's the other question that's popping up in my head for you. And you may not have an answer to this at all, but I'm curious. Um, I'm curious because I can relate to some of what you're saying, not all of what you're saying. But when you're talking about um, your body kind of not being yours, you know, that feeling of like, yeah, it's my body, but like, whatever, you know, it's just, it's so like, it's, um, I think in a lot of ways that is the definition of dissociation, like living in a state of dissociation. Um, and that's what I can really, really deeply relate to was like having that experience where for me, it was other kids like going through puberty and like watching their bodies change and all that stuff. And I was just kind of like, it's like, what a, it's a body, you know, like it was just like, there was, it wasn't my, it didn't feel like my own. And, and so I'm curious if you, have any way of describing or expressing what that was like for you? And it, I think um, it's very challenging to do, but that's kind of why I ask was, is there any way to, to communicate to people who have never felt that way or didn't feel that way as a child or a teenager, right? Some people are so connected to their bodies. Um, is there any way that you would describe that to someone who doesn't know what that feels like? Um, I think it's like, I don't know for sure, but I feel like, like people with amnesia, like they see themselves mm. and they don't know that that's who they're looking right. at. Like, 
like I uh, like I said, I've been looking at these old pictures of myself and I'm like, who is this? Mm. When did that even happen? Because I never felt <laughs> that body. Right. And, you know, so it's it's almost like I'm look like I could be looking at you. Right. Right. And right. And, you know, so I'm Puerto Rican and I'm African-American and both those are very body centric. So like my, my grandmother would make comments, you know, or like you, you don't see family for 10 years. And then the first thing they say when they see you is, oh, you've gained weight. Well, I was five the last time you saw me. I'm 20 now. Like I didn't gain weight. I grew. But all you hear is you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. So it's, you know, it's just easier to live in my head mm-hmm. and and not live in my body. Right. Yeah. Well, so. And when, when you don't live in your body, you don't think about food. You don't think about dieting. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you're like, oh, I want to, <laughs> I had a hard day. I deserve yep. this hot fudge sundae. Right. I deserve this piece of cake. And it's all about your feelings that you don't think you're feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just all like, it's like looking at a, a movie almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. You just, it's not, it's not happening to you. And it's not even the, like looking at a movie from the perspective of like the main character where you only see what they see. It's just like looking at a movie and taking in the whole scene. Like so many of my memories are like that. Like I can, I can tell you, like I was talking about the weather, some of my most traumatic events. And that's because I wasn't really there. Right. 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 I, I totally hear you. And I think watching a movie is a really good way to put it. And even like it strikes me when you say it's it, it's like I could be looking at you. I could be looking at the mirror at myself and I would feel as though I'm looking at you. Like it, it feels so unrelated and disconnected. And I, again, can just really relate to that. Like I remember being a kid slash teenager and like looking in the mirror. I have like, I don't know. I guess it's like one specific memory, but I know this happened a lot where I would like look in the mirror at my naked body before getting in the shower in the bathroom. And I remember having this moment where I kind of like, I guess there was a a tiny bit of awareness that was like, does everyone feel this way about their bodies? Like I would look in the mirror and just be like, who is that? Like, what is, it's not, it just wasn't mine. And like, I don't know, it is, it's hard to explain, but I think watching a movie is a good way to describe it. Um, And then the other thing that I I just want to add here is that you said earlier, you know, not only is it being in a body because of social standards and being quote unquote overweight or any of those things, or even the culture and what that means about your body, all of, all of that stuff. If we even put that aside, that makes being in your body scary enough. But I think it's important for me to talk about, let's say, the the origin in a lot of ways is not that stuff necessarily. It might be, but it's what you shared earlier that is traumatic events happened to you and you were going through a lot of shit. And what I want anyone who's listening to this to understand is that when we go through trauma and we don't have the time and space and safety and connection to heal from that, 
the effect, the result of that very often is living in a state of dissociation or dissociating, you know, maybe it's not all the time, but, but I think it's important to just kind of like honor that, that is you and I both, it didn't start with being in a quote, big body. That's not why we dissociated. We dissociated because other things happened that were completely unrelated to body image that were traumatic. And as a result of that, it felt like being in the body was unsafe. So we jump up into the brain and we live in the brain. And that's where it's like we're using food emotionally, but there's no connection to that. We could go on a diet and lose the weight. There's no connection to that either. Right. Right. It's like it it doesn't matter what's going on because we're just not here. We're not present in our own embodiment. Yes. I so hear you. I just, God, it's so important. Okay. So then, Elona, then what happens? That's, you know, your late 20s, you lose weight, you're wearing layers of sweat so that it doesn't really look like it or get anyone's attention. And then, and then what happens? How does it unfold from there? Um, then it's a endless cycle of dieting and gaining back. Mm. And, you know, I just turned 50. And then it's also with dealing with your body doesn't lose weight like you did when you were 20. Mm-hmm. So when you start making these connections, like, oh, I should, you know, I should be healthier <laughs> and not have, maybe I need a vegetable in my life or that kind of thing. And you start learning, you know, like, like when I met you at the Omega Institute, I was like, yes, all of this speaks to me. It's, you know, I, at that point, I was so frustrated with trying so hard mm-hmm to lose weight, you know, I had, like, at that point, I really was in a bigger body, not just my perceived bigger body of safety. Mm-hmm. But and then when I heard about John Gabriel, and he, when I was reading his book, like, I swear the like letters came out and just smacked me in the head when it was like, you can't, you're not going to lose weight if you're, if you don't feel safe losing weight. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm a Afro Puerto Rican. And the world isn't always a great place. Yeah. You know, you, there's so many things that come at you and you're always like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. But you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and like your, your down moments, like, a, like for me were curled up with, with my bowl of hug yeah. watching some, something random on TV or, you know, doing something again, mindlessly right you know you watch tv you shovel the ice cream in your face yep and and the one incident really like stands out to me like the whole how mindlessly i was eating i'm lactose intolerant so ice cream should not be my bowl of hug Mm. but one day i just had like the pint of ice cream and i was just eating and watching tv and my stomach let out a roar and i was like oh no and I looked down and there was only like a half an inch of ice cream left. I, I don't, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't realize I had eaten that much till my right. body was like, hey, lady, yeah. this is yeah. not, not good for us. Yeah. So like like that, when I was thinking, you know, when we were talking about mindful eating and that kind of thing, like that incident really like came to my mind like, oh, yeah, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so relatable. It's so human. 
Um, okay. I had like so many questions going through my head while you were saying all of that. Um, okay. So when you, I want to just clarify, cause we can probably jump, you know, 20 years. Um, that is you were, were you kind of on the yo-yo diet cycle basically from your late twenties up until the Gabriel method? Was it just kind Absolutely. of like losing and gaining and okay. Um, Okay. So then how did you, how did you stumble upon John Gabriel? How did that happen for you? Um, I don't even know. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, he was just always there, you know, mm. I secretly love him. And, <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. and I like, I got his book. I think some kind of way it ended up like the free, like 21 day mm. meditations. And so then I like saw his website and saw his his story. I got the book and then just fell into the Gabriel method cycle. Gotcha. Okay. So for anyone who is listening and relatively new here, um, that's where, well, you and I met, but when I was first, um, I would say like starting out on this journey of all things, uh, I was a personal trainer at the time, but my story was I was in a place also of like yo-yo dieting. Like I was losing, gaining, losing, gaining, losing, gaining all of the uh, after the extreme weight loss. And I was really feeling very desperate to figure out how to maintain my weight without um, – you know, John's metaphor always is like weight loss is like holding a volleyball underwater. And then as soon as you lift your hand up, it pops right back up. And so I was in that place where I was like, okay, so how do I like maintain the weight loss, but without having to like hold the volleyball anymore, you know? And I remember I found John through the hungry for change documentary on Netflix. And, uh, so anyway, so I also stumbled into the Gabriel method. Um, I, went to the retreat at the Omega Institute first as a participant. And then I connected with John and ultimately started teaching with him and coaching with him and stuff. Um, but so that's where you and I met Ilona, yes. like what, five years ago or something, five or six years ago. Yeah. Yep. It was a while ago. It was. Yeah. So, okay. So that gives me the context of your yo-yo dieting for like decades. Mm -hmm. You stumble into the Gabriel method his words slap you across the face. I know yeah. that feeling. Like that's how I felt when I was like absorbing all of his everything. I was like, oh, okay, someone knows what's going on here. Um, what was the Gabriel Method experience like for you? Um, the retreat was fantastic. Um, you know, everybody, first of all, all of y'all look like you've been touched by unicorns and everybody was all glowy and beautiful. And, and I was like, oh. I feel a dull, like a dull, rusty penny compared to everybody, you know, but <laughs> it was, it was very inspiring. And I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to change this and I'm going to change that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And for, you know, you leave these things and you're so revved up and yeah. enticing and, and it worked for me until I had my first like shot of green juice. <laughs> Because, you know, all through the, all through the retreat, like John's like, have green juices and this, that, and, you know, and yeah. I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win this gut bacteria battle and right. I'm going to be awesome. 
And then I got my glass and I took a drink and I put the glass down and I was pacing and talking to myself and trying to figure out how I was going to live this way. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, well, what's funny about that is sometimes when I talk about the Gabriel method, and this could be said for anything, but people ask me this about the Gabriel method often because I have a history with that. But sometimes people will say, like, does it work? Right. And to me, the answer is, well, here's the thing about the Gabriel method is if you are the kind of person who looks at the Gabriel method, right, and is like, okay, so he recommends some like green juices for the micronutrients that are going to come with that and like a meditation, right? Once or twice a day. Uh, and if you're the type of person who's like, all right, I'll set the intention to do these things. If I get to them, great. I'll be like gentle about it and change my life like one thing at a time. Then yeah, it's going to be great because it's going to, you know, your experience is going to be like, I'm doing what I can and it's great. If you're the kind of person <laughs> who leaves a five-day retreat and is like, I'm going to change everything. <laughs> it's Which not, I am. Right. And like, same, very relatable. I think probably most of the people who are listening to this can agree, <laughs> right? It's like, it's not the Gabriel method that doesn't work in that situation. Okay. It's the fact that you are setting yourself up to be overwhelmed and stressed out and unsafe so that it's, it's not possible for something like that to be sustainable. That's Absolutely. not the fault of the Gabriel method. <laughs> no, that's it is not. just a reflection of the way that you are interacting and engaging with the Gabriel method. And we could say, yes. you know, insert anything here instead of the Gabriel <laughs> method, but it's like, I, I so hear you. And that's why I think some people find incredible success with something like the Gabriel method. And some people don't because yes. it depends on how you're engaging with it, which we could again say for anything else. It is the yes. energy with which you are doing what you're doing. So thank you for illustrating that point. <laughs> yes. And, and also then at one point I got angry and I was like, well, if I lived in New Zealand and I had a wife that cooked dinner for me and all I did was talk and, you know, host calls, well then I could be skinny too. Like, right. you know, I need, I need a working go to nine to five, you know, that type of thing. And, and then, you know, right, I right. won't have any stress and right. <laughs> I'll feel safe. And, you know, so I remember when we talked, I was like, I need a method that is not basically a rich white man's right. method right. to doing this because I'm, I'm lost in right. everyday living. Right. And I think that is something that I, I heard a lot just over the last few years of people who like know me through the Gabriel method or something is like, okay, I get that, you know, if you're living like on a farm growing all your own food and like don't do other things, then like that can be really effective. But that's – it's not realistic for a lot of people. So I think that's why you and I connected so deeply on that point of like, yeah, no, we're we're taking like what is the Alona method, right? Like <laughs> that's what we need to figure out because that's that's the truth of how it works. So, okay. So that's where we connect. And then what happened for you 
let's say over the last few years that at a certain point you reached out to me right before group started. Um, and we had a call. What made that happen for you? So then, you know, I'm, I think I started blood pressure medicine. So mm -hmm. up until very recently, like the only thing I was, was fat. Like, you know, all my levels were good. I was healthy. I didn't have, you know, I had a little knee pain, but nothing terrible. And then somewhere along the way that changed, like my little knee pain was almost debilitating and my blood pressure, now I'm on blood pressure medicine. And that was like mm. a, such a gut shot. Like yeah. I came home and cried and, you know, like, and I had the worst doctor who was just like, well, you know, if you have bariatric surgery, like uh. we've met twice, lady. <laughs> right. I need to cope with the first thing before you start talking mm -hmm. to me about anything else. Then it was like, all right, we need to make some real changes here. We need to make sure that I don't enter the next phase of my life feeling broke down and like this is the last phase of my life, which right. at some point I started feeling like, I don't know if I'm going to see 50. Like, mm -hmm. am I having a heart? Like, any, right. <laughs> I gave myself so much anxiety. Like, is that, am I, is my heart beating fast? Is my heart rate, like, what's happening? And, you know, again, making myself go even more into feeling unsafe. Right. I feel for you in saying that. So then you reach out to me. Yes. I'm curious to know what, what kind of, I mean, I hear the context of it. Was it always something that was like in the back of your mind? Like, what made you come here to me rather than, like literally anywhere else. Well, I knew your story and I've yeah. watched you through the years. Like I met you at the Gabriel method and then like I followed you on social right. and saw your, you know, saw when you were a personal trainer, saw when you were going to school, saw when you graduated, Yeah. you know, and I remember your story and I remember your pictures and I was like, she gets it. Like yeah. she's, she's working. She's not living, you know, on the ranch. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, no, I totally do. And that makes all the sense in the world. I just, I, I don't think I ever asked you that. So I was curious to know. Um, okay. So then you join group, you yes. join group. I feel like group was, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like group was like a really shifting experience for you. So I feel it like was. it would be almost an overwhelming question to be like, how did that go? <laughs> But I mean, let's say like, let's chunk it up. Like that's, that's what comes to me is like, what was it like for you? Let's say week one to five, if you remember how it goes, if it's all a blur, it's all a blur. But what was it like in the beginning? So, you know, you pair us together. We're 20 strangers and we're talking about the most sensitive thing in our lives. <laughs> yep. So like the first week, like I would like break out in the sweats and try to like plan what I was going to share with the group and, you know, how will it be received? You know, I, I was the only person of color in your group. So then it's like, I was the only queer person of color in your group. And so then it was like, oh, is this even, you know, there were a few times where I like could see people's faces like nobody is understanding what I'm saying. I just come off like a nut. But it was very much. But 
all the experiences, we've all shared them, we all get them, and eventually, it's, you know, like, you see that, and you, we were bonded in our shared trauma around food. Yeah. And, and just, like, it was so beautiful to see, like, everybody's realizations, like, we all have them at different points, and, like, I remember somebody shared something and it was so like i had to like go off camera because at that point i was like nobody's gonna see me cry right but you know that lasted five minutes with your group so (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so you're you're saying something really important here and part of the reason i think it's it's also very present and on my mind is because as of the day that we're recording this i'm currently in week four of 14 with the pro with the group that I have right now. And, and this is so much of what's been unfolding over the first month is that, and the thing that I think is important and interesting about it is that this is not just like me and my group and the out of the cave program. It's like, if you were in a group, any kind of group talking about vulnerable things, it's like, I think everyone can relate to having that moment of like, how are people going to hear this? Are people going to judge me? How is this going to be received? How do I perform? How do I show up? What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to do this? Right? Because, and this is everything to do with our relationship with food and our bodies and other things. Mm -hmm. We live in a social context. And so showing up in a group where I'm facilitating a space that is vulnerable and authentic and honest and open and respectful and all of those things. um, It's so natural and human to have all that anxiety coming up and then just watching the way that like it happens where you connect with each other and again I'm seeing this now in real time where it's like one person says something and another person's like oh my god and then like later that week in the forum someone's like huge aha moment watching the record and it's like it is so incredible to me what happens And this is what you're saying when you have 20 people from all over who on paper have quote unquote, very little in common maybe, but it's, it's unbelievable. The healing value of being seen and heard in your own authenticity and then being able to see and hear other people in theirs. It's just unbelievable. Yes. One, one like really touching moment was when we were talking about like mindful eating and like don't you know just sit and eat your meal and like I really struggled within myself to ask my question and like it was so hard to say I don't want to do this because I feel lonely when I eat without the tv on and you know so many people in the group have partners and we're married and kids and all of that so it especially felt like nobody's going to get this and then everybody was like sending me invites like you i'll eat dinner with you and you know all of this stuff and then like later we have our group chat going and everybody was like yeah that really struck a nerve like i felt like such a loser saying it out loud you know i've felt that way i've not said it out loud to (laughs) 20 people yeah so to see like and receive that love was such a huge moment for me. Huge. I'll never forget that. That was so powerful to witness. 
and and the way that you were received in that group. And then finding out weeks later that you were like, yeah, we do Zoom calls to eat dinner together every once in a while. And it was like, oh, my whole fucking heart. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the kind of environment that that's built o- over the first few weeks. Then I'm curious to ask about the rest of the rest of your experience. Like, I know you learned a lot. You you did a lot. You I mean, you did a lot just like on your own personal integration and transformation. So, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but anything that sticks out to you as just like really powerful moments or things that you learned or anything along the way. Yeah. So like there, there are so many things that like were stressing me out and, you know, it was post COVID and all of those emotions and all that was going on in the world. And, you know, so it was really nice to have like just a space every week to know that I wasn't the only one. You know, like you, you get in your head, nobody understands, nobody feels this way. It's just me, you know? And so, and like I said, there were moments like you would say something and it was like, like, you know, in the cartoons where like a memory flashes forward and like, like the room spins by you. Like there are so (laughs) many moments where like you'd say something and I'd see like something that happened and I'd be like, what Mm -hmm. you know like wait yeah (laughs) it can't be right but um and and even like you know i had lisa clothes envy (laughs) i was like i want cute outfits i was thinking about that (laughs) and then i went out and i bought a cute outfit and and like um for my vacation that i just took to puerto rico i went out and i got stuff that i bright colors stuff i wouldn't normally wear And I was like, I'm going to be comfortable in this body because it's what I have. And I need to, you know, I, to acknowledge that there is a body wrapped around my brain is like the hugest moment I can have. But like, I, I, I texted the group and I was just like, I bought a two piece bathing suit and a bikini and the beach is going to get whatever body I bring it. (laughs) Fuck everybody. You know, and yes, and you know, like I put the two piece on and I felt fabulous. Yes, and then I put the bikini on and I wavered. Yes, and I was like, ah, no. <laughs> and so, like, I, you know, I texted one of the group members. We're pretty tight now, and I was like, I lost my badassery. I feel sad. Mm. Like, and and you know, she wrote back and she's like, the trip's not over yet get your badassery tomorrow, you know, like, (laughs) but, you know, and then it's like, I'm trying to claim my body, but now I can't, and I feel shame, and, you know, and then it was like, feel feel your feelings, which is also something very different for me, like, it was like, feeling, knock it out, I'm good, no, you're not, feel your feelings, acknowledge this, and it's so, like, it's so beautiful to have other people who I can text this to, like, even today, we, we, the group text was alive and well, like, I'm not feeling so great. I need some love. And just the outpouring that comes from these people, like (laughs) that, you know, this group that you created, just know that it still is going on. 
we we fully support each other like hey i have this moment in my life and i'm feeling nervous and just the you got this we're in your corner we're cheering for you like that is just such an amazing yeah. feeling when you think like back in january we didn't know each other right and just to have this camaraderie and like your own i call it wolf pack obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to have my own you know pack of people that i know i can share my most vulnerable yeah. moments with yeah oh my god i just like i i imagine that this is what it feels like when you're a mother and like you see your children getting along really well <laughs> i don't know because i don't have kids but like i imagine that's what this feeling in my body is like um and there's there's so many important things that you're saying but something that stands out to me is the way that all of this comes back to safety in so many ways, because what you're talking about is when it feels safe to be seen and heard in your truth, which is to say when it feels safe for you to be who you are, which is to say when it feels safe for you to embody your body, be here, it feels safe for you to be here in a way that it didn't before. Yes. Now, you feel the access to do something like go buy a two-piece bathing suit where you would never do that before or whatever. So there's that, that is just like for anyone who's like, yeah, but how do we get there? It's like, I literally cannot overstate not just the importance of safety and feeling safe, but the importance of people and connection to those who you can be really honest and truthful and vulnerable with. And I think that's everything, not just like part of me is like, you know, you buy your two piece bathing suit, you put it on, you feel like a badass. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's out of the cave. Like that is what that is. Right. But then the other side of it is like, and then I put on the bikini and I wavered and I didn't really feel like a badass and I feel shame and I'm trying to claim my body and it feels kind of hard and uncomfortable and I don't know if I'm doing this right. And, and it's like, yes, like that is out of the cave. Like that, <laughs> yes. is, you know, it's like all of what you're saying is like, yeah. So you take your baby steps out of your comfort zone. You do things that you would have never done before. And then when you go a little bit far and it feels like, oh, oh, this is uncomfortable. And there's some shame coming up. And am I doing this right? And what you're not doing is grabbing a bowl of hug and saying, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to deal with this. What yes. you are doing is saying, hey, guys, can I get some support? Because I'm feeling kind of shitty in this moment. And it's like when we talk about life as a choice between what hurts and what hurts worse, that is exactly what we're talking about. Yes. And you, the way that you over 14 weeks, and I know that the work is not done and blah, blah, but the way that you have shifted from a place and you, the, the reason I know this is because along the way you provided so many like concrete specific examples of you doing this, mm -hmm. of choosing to feel what would have previously been eaten. And just over yes. and over and over again, showing up for yourself to say, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to cry about it. I'm feeling anxious. I'll write about whatever, whatever it is, but you just so mindfully were making that shift. And that's why, yes. you know, at this point you're like, yeah. And also feel your feelings, but it's like, that's huge, huge. Yes. You know, the, the, 
exposure therapy video. Yes. Like I, it was like six thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, watch this <laughs> while I do my little, you know, my little partial exercise bite thing. I'm, I'm good, you know. I hit play and I think in three seconds I was like bawling, had to stop pedaling, like because it was so, like it can be in any yes experience in the world like you know and so part of like the whole bathing suit thing for me was this is this is my current body i haven't you know i'm i'm the biggest i've ever been but it's the body i have yes so either we're going to be friends or you're going to con like once once you're out of the cave you can't go back but so then it's like you know i it's like a conscious decision yes every single day yep to be aware yeah you know and even like you know it's my birthday just passed i'm i was like all right i want cake and i'm not going to feel ashamed about it yeah. i'm not going to beat myself up about it i have fantastic friends who you know want to celebrate me I'm going to be celebrated because I don't always do that for myself and it's going to be okay <laughs> like yeah. you have to say that to yourself because it's doesn't always feel that way right right and you know like I remember one day I was just like this is this isn't going to work I don't like feeling my feelings I'm exhausted right, <laughs> like, right. oh I so remember that <laughs> I was like, this is exhausting. Yeah. What the fuck have you done to me, Lisa? <laughs> you know, yeah. and I was like, I I don't want to do this anymore. Like, how do people live? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I had, you know, a really hard day at work, and I was sitting here crying, and I was like, I'm going to phone a friend. Mm. <laughs> and I called my friend, and I was like, I just need you to listen. Yeah. I don't need any feedback. I just need you to hear me. And then like the next day, I was like, oh, shit, maybe Lisa knows what she's talking about. I actually feel a little bit better now. I didn't eat at all. <laughs> I don't feel, you know, heavy and bloated. Yes. Oh, this is <laughs> this is what she meant. But God, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of what I am hearing while you're saying this is just like the comparison to uh other like addictions 12 step like recovery all of that kind of stuff that we talk about in group because what you're talking about in a lot of ways and i've shared this about my own story like that moment or those moments where you're becoming awake you're becoming aware you're becoming embodied and it does feel really exhausting and overwhelming and it's like where did all these emotions come from how does a human feel so many things like because there's this upheaval of so much that hasn't been felt already. And again, like yes. I so went through that myself, which is also why I felt I could be in a place of saying, I see you and I hear you and I completely understand. And it is okay. It is safe. It is valid. It is normal. It is all of the things. And it's not going to feel like this forever. There is a bit of a learning curve that comes with the exposure to life out of the cave, which is to say when you're not numbing, distracting and avoiding and dissociating, it can feel like a lot. 
But the other thing that you just said that, again, feels very just kind of reminiscent of recovery around addiction is when you're having a hard time. And what you just said was instead of doing something like eating about it, I phoned a friend. Mm -hmm. You are awake and aware enough to say, I need help. I need support. I don't want to be alone with this. And in order for me to act in alignment with what is really overall for my well-being, right? It's not about the food and the eating and the calories and all that bullshit. It's just like, what do I really need right now mm-hmm. is a hug, not a bowl of ice cream. Like right. that's that just getting yes. about that, right? And it's, again, it's just so powerful to me, everything that you're saying, because this is the lifestyle change. This is the yes. lifestyle change. Yes. And even like, sometimes I'll feel my feelings and I don't want to phone a friend. And then I'm like, at some point I was like, okay, I, I just need to go get my bowl of hug. Yeah. But I'm doing it consciously yes. now. And, and that feels a little different than, <laughs> than yeah. just doing it and then being, being like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And that, again, that's another important distinction about all of this stuff that is like, we're not saying don't emotionally eat. Emotionally eating can be really helpful in the moment for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing bad about that. We're not judging that or blaming that or shaming that or anything. There's nothing about it that does, that's whatever. What you and I are saying is that we've been in a place of complete disconnection and dissociation where there's, there, that was happening without any mindfulness, without any connection, without any intention. Yes. And it feels like it's happening to you. Right. Whereas now out of the cave, it's like, go ahead and get a bowl of ice cream, but like choose it Mm -hmm. rather than just being like, again, it's, it's, it's about power coming from a place of power rather than powerlessness and fear and fear (laughs) and fear. Oh my God. (laughs) It's just so good. Um, Okay. Now having said all of that, Are there any other things through your experience with the group program or the curriculum or anything that just, you know, we haven't spoken to that feels important or that you want to share? Um, I think the whole, like, just feelings of validation, um, you know, so, so much of like, there's these commercials now for like, it's like better help or something like that, mm, like a therapy yeah. thing. And they're like, oh, just go shopping or just don't feel that way. And, you know, like when you're overweight, there's so much of that, like just unhelpful, not helpful information. Like even the doctor, when you're when you go to the doctor and you're like, you know, I don't want to be in this body anymore. The first thing they say is don't eat fried foods and don't drink sugary drinks. I drink water all day, bitch, and I haven't fried a food in 20 years. So <laughs> fuck you. Now what else do you have? Yep. You know, and it's like all these things. I even had like this one meditation that was like, I don't crave heavy cream and I, I don't crave heavy cream. <laughs> now what? Like there's all these things that yeah. people are like, oh, just don't, just don't, just don't eat just don't this, just don't that. Like, oh, why the fuck didn't I think of that? You were blowing my mind right now. So it was really like fantastic to be a part of something where people understood 
nobody said dumb shit like that to you. <laughs> and like my favorite shirt that I have is valid and, you know, like you can feel this way. Yes, you can feel this way. It's okay. Now let's move to the yeah. next step. Right. And, and that's been so instrumental, you know, like, so, and, and having it be 14 weeks and the integration weeks where we just like, are like, okay, because we're all, you know, we have this personality type, all of right, us. Right. <laughs> you don't get here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Why not? You know? And so like, I remember there was just like one, one day we were all texting about how we felt like group failures because we're still feeling our feelings right. that have been building up for the last 20 years. And, you know, it's like, but I haven't lost a pound. And I, even, even at the start of this, I said to you, like, how can I do a podcast when I'm not the after? Right. But there's so many things that have are different in my life now that, you know, it feels good. And I, I want to acknowledge those things instead of, you know, I'm a failure. I haven't done this. And, and, you know, like so many of us are like, what did you eat? Like, can you give us your, your menu for the week? Like, I'll just follow that. Like I'll eat what you eat, Lisa, just tell me what to do. And it, it's not that. And it yeah. takes a, you know, it takes, <laughs> takes a while to, to get that. And that was one of the things that frustrated me with the Gabriel method. I was like, just, just give me a book to right. follow, John. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're so right. And I appreciate you saying all of that. Cause it's so true. That is. Yeah. Just know that this is not, it's just not what we're doing here. And, and I think it's, it's so cool too, that the the real um you know embodiment of like what it means to be out of the cave in so many ways is that you have the capacity to say there is part of me that that's saying there's a story that is i'm not good enough i'm not done enough i'm not complete or fixed yet so i don't think i could like do a podcast i can't offer anything to anyone like i haven't lost a pound but then there's also the part of you that's like, yeah, I feel like actually so many areas of my life are totally different. I'm doing things that I would never do. Remember when you came into group and you were like, so I created a job for myself and my boss loves the idea. <laughs> and this yeah. never would have happened if I didn't have like the courage and the strength of the vulnerability of being in this group and like connecting to myself as an honest, authentic human being. Like there are yes. things like that, that that's what happens here <laughs> it's yes. like you you literally change your life and your relationship with yourself primarily because again yes. you are you are feeling feelings you are telling the truth and you are embodying your body more and more you are yes. actually here you are actually present and that's in a lot of ways what this work is actually for yes the moment that stands out for me is like yeah. when you're talking about you know your inner self and I've never, you know, acknowledged the noise in my head. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, the TV, yeah. I have 12 things going on. Yes. I'm always, you know, if it's not the TV, it's music, it's this and that. And then like one day I was like, oh, I'm trying to drown out the, no the, the voices that are begging to be heard. Yeah. And the example I gave was when I go to the grocery store, like I know what I'm supposed to buy. Right. But then I get home and I want something. I'm like, who is, and I've said this to people, like, who is the bitch that does the grocery shopping? <laughs> we need to fire her. 
you know, but like now I, I go and I think about what, what all parts of me will need. Yes. And, and, you know, I'm not, it's not a horrible thing if you buy a pack of cookies because you know, <laughs> you're going to want cookies. Yeah. Yes. It's, you know, there's, there's so much like good food, bad food, food is food. There's no emotions. There's no like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and that, was one of the biggest things for me, like to, to stop and listen to what all parts of me are saying. And even the, like with the, so the, the pictures I keep talking about, like my family gave me a photo album of Ilona zero to 50 and, and looking at these pictures and seeing that I wasn't what I saw in my head has just like blown my mind. And I was texting with my friend from the group and I was just like there's so many things that I want to that I wish I could go back and say but you know like I I've been journaling and saying them you know but it's just like like just I I so want to like time travel and just be like you're gonna be okay mm -hmm. <laughs> you're perfect the way you are mm -hmm. you know and that like it 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 makes me emotional to to look back at little Ilona and be like, I'm so sorry that your world did not feel like this. So, but I don't think any of that would have happened without you cracking my shell and <laughs> and thank and, you for sharing that. Yes, so beautiful to listen to, and I know, I know, and I think you're absolutely right that one of the biggest things, the biggest transformation in so many ways is when you are, when you build the capacity to stay present with all parts of yourself. That's what yeah. unconditional love is, is being present with all the parts. And that's exactly what you have shifted into in so many ways. Yep. Incredible. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so honored that I get to be a part of this. Yeah, you. you're so welcome. Now, are there any other things you want to share? Anything else coming up for you? And I mean, I know I say this on probably every episode, but like I could sit here and talk to you forever and I pick know. your brain for the rest of my life. Um, but for the sake of time, <laughs> um, <laughs> are there any other things you just want to add or share? Um. I just think it's like really important for like just to acknowledge that nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's like, even though we all strive for that perfectionist, just give me something to follow, you know, and I'll do it. I'll do it to the letter. Like right. even, even with that, like that's not life. That's not real. You just have to, you know, every day is about winging it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like I have a friend who says we haven't lost our winging it privileges yet. <laughs> and, you know, every day is a decision, you know, like I could wake up every day and be like, my childhood was shit. I'm taking it out on everybody. Mm -hmm. Or I could wake up and say, hey, you know, today's a new day. Be a decent human being. Love, love the people around you. Yeah. And it, it's the same with everything you know like this this whole journey of food like 
I wake up and I'm like, okay, what do you need? Yep. <laughs> oh, today you want to go grab a coffee out of the house. Let's go grab a coffee out of the house. Amazing. Today you want, you know, a salad yeah. for breakfast. Have salad for breakfast. Like, it's just just feeling yeah. and and being honest <laughs> and, and not. Feeling. I know, honest. which is, I know. <laughs> It definitely shifts in where I from where I started when in January, Huge. but you know it's just been such a huge shift in my life. To there's so many things in the world that can make you knock you down. You don't need to be one of them. Oh, let's turn that into some merchandise. Sound bite. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant and very well said and i think what's really cool about listening to this is what you're talking about really going one day at a time is another thing that is very just present in recovery space is it's one day at a time and then when we start getting concerned with what about tomorrow right that's tomorrow's problem like we are sticking with today that is one day at a time but what allows us to do that is being present like what you're talking about is like, I'm not sure how I'll feel tomorrow. What I need right now in this moment is X. What I need right now in this moment is Y, not because I'm being told that or because I'm being given that, but because I am connected to my own body and my own knowing and my own self. And that's where I'm getting the information from. And it's just like, that's everything. That is, this work is about connecting you to you and you feeling safe and present to be in your body. Because when you're safe and present to be in your body, you don't need someone to give you a plan to follow perfectly. You have your plan. It may not be for the entire week or the entire month or the entire year because that's not how we work. <laughs> but that is the that's the beauty of of all of it and so much power in that. So yes. Great way to sum it all up. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Oh, Ilona, my whole heart is with you. I'm so proud of you. You really Thank you've you. You have come a long way in a short period of time. And I'm glad that you feel that way too, because it's been incredible to witness. Thank you. It's, Thank you for being It's here. exhausting at times, but it feels good when you Hell sit yeah, back and you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why it is very important to like reflect on the fact that, like you said, not only did you not even know the people in your group a few months ago, but like you were operating in a very different way throughout yes. the day. So I give you so much credit. Thank you for being here. Thank and you for having me. Of course. I look forward to having you here again someday. <laughs>